BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth. I get to say that because I invented it and I'm trying to have more confidence. So I'm just going to put that into the universe. Anyway, this is The Bad Broadcast and I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. I'm so happy that you're here, first of all. And I'm also so happy that you guys loved the episode last week with Lucy. I find her to be ridiculously fabulous and I'm glad that we can all agree on that. So unfortunately, it's just me this week in my lonely podcast dungeon. If you've been here for more than like five minutes, you know that I live in a two-bedroom apartment, but Matt and I use each bedroom as our studios, and then our bed is in our living room. And don't let anybody lie to you, because the key to a good marriage is alone time. It's time apart. And people always tell me it's weird that we have it set up this way, or they're all concerned, and they're like, I could never do that, because what about when guests come over? And let me tell you, it's an easy fix, actually. You just don't ever have anybody over, ever. I think probably six people total have been inside this apartment. And that includes me and Matt. So don't worry. I also have something else I need to speak with you all about. Because a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how horrible it is to take off a wet swimsuit and have to put it back on when it's still wet. Like maybe you swam in the morning and then you went home and then you're swimming later and your suit's not dry or whatever. Or maybe you're going to the bathroom, so you have to take it off. Like if you have a one piece on, even when you just have bottoms on, it's horrible. But the amount of DMs and emails and comments that I got that were like, Maddie, I have to tell you about this life hack. Just pull your swimsuit off to the side when you go to the bathroom. You guys, you guys, do you know me at all? Of course I thought of that. I am near 30 years old. And I am the, also the laziest person I've ever met. So of course I've heard of that trick. Here's my beef with it is the thing. First and foremost, I don't love my hand in that region. All right. Second, it's uncomfortable. And third is a combo of the two. I can't relax in the appropriate manner when I'm worried about getting stuff all over my hand or my swimsuit. I would rather just put on a wet swimsuit and then complain about it to you guys. This seems also like a really good time for me to bring up our debate that we had on my Instagram this week. So somebody asked me about wearing underwear under leggings, to which I responded, I would never wear underwear under my leggings. And I also don't really wear underwear 
period. But I had so many people that were so fired up about this because a lot of you guys wear underwear under your leggings or thongs, or some of you guys wear like volleyball spandex or just like biker shorts underneath your leggings. That's just too much fabric for me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do less, less layers. So I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to dive on in. But you know what? I just, I read the word discharge about 65 times more than I wanted to. Like, I I just, I can't, I can't even talk about it because I know how many messages I'm going to get that are, are going to ask something discharge related. And I just don't think I can handle that emotionally. So bottom line, I don't wear underwear, but if you do, live your truth, love your journey. All right. So Moving right along, we start every week with the loves and the hates. My three loves for the week. All right, number one is when your friends have kids. This is such an underrated adult experience. You guys know Meg, my best friend, our best friend. She gave birth this weekend to her third baby, third girl. And it just reminded me of how much I like having friends with kids. Let me tell you why. First of all, because most of my favorite things are the things that moms like to do after they put their kids to bed. I hear all this lore about what you guys are doing after the kids go to bed. You're like, oh my gosh, you get the secret snacks out. You can eat them over the sink. You can watch all your trashy TV shows. You just lay on the couch with no pants on. And don't tempt me with a good time, okay? Those are all of my favorite things to do. Another reason I love when my friends have kids It's just like being an aunt, which is the best thing ever. And then on top of that, you also get to hang out with your best friend while you're being an aunt to a very cute baby. I just love it for me. I love it for us. I love when my friends have kids. So that's number one. Second place for things I loved this week is just me passing along the knowledge I have learned. And that would be the magic of magnesium. All right. So you all know my little mishap that I had in the ER a few years ago when I didn't use the facilities for 17 days. That's not an exaggeration. I know I've told this story a lot, but just hang in there with me. To help you out when you're in this situation in the hospital, they give you magnesium citrate and boy, does it work. It works a little too well, if you know what I mean. It worked in a way that put me in a very dark, dark place for many days. So because of that, I just avoided magnesium altogether. I didn't even look it in the eye, mainly out of concern for my innards. I mean, a tapeworm could not accomplish what that bottle of magnesium citrate did. But a few weeks ago, I asked you hoes what helps you sleep, and so many people said magnesium. I thought to myself, I would not like to do that because I don't want to have to sleep with the diaper on. But after reading a little bit about it and trying it on a night where I was away from Matt, just in case, I decided to try it. Guys, it worked. This is a good time to remind you guys I'm not a doctor, which I know gets confusing because I so clearly have the intellect of a doctor. But no, I have a great doctor who tells me everything I need to know and more. And her name is Google. So I'm going to refer you over there if you have any questions about it or like how much you should take, etc. But yes, magnesium improved my sleep. And I love that. So it made the love list. Uh, those are actually my only loves for the week. Okay. I actually, I lied. I lied because my last one is that it's September, which means it's fall, which means cool girl fall is upon us. But when I started recording, I said to myself, Maddie, you don't need to talk about fall anymore. But here I am. I hate myself, but I, I do love fall. All right. Let's get down and dirty into our hates. So you know how being a millennial is like, 
30% cold brew, 45% mean girls quotes, and 25% personality tests. Every single person has one personality test that they swear by. For some people, it's horoscopes. For some people, it's Myers-Briggs. For some people, it's Enneagram. Maybe it's human design. Whatever it is, every single millennial has one that they unequivocally swear by. I don't have one that I fully agree with. I probably agree with all of them like 18% of the time, but that's not even my hate for the week because honestly, whatever helps you understand yourself and your relationships, I think it's great. Maybe understanding your astrological chart makes you a better person or maybe knowing your Enneagram saved your marriage. That's wonderful. My hate in this arena is the pressure that you feel when taking a personality test. This is why I hardly trust them because I have to fill them out. And the questions are embarrassing. One of them, I can't even remember which test it was because I do a new one every four days. But one of them had a question that was like, how do you get back at people or seek revenge? And I'm like, well, I've never done that. Total lie. But I'm not going to answer that honestly. What if somebody finds out? I'm not going to hit strongly agree when it says you often take your emotions out on other people instead of dealing with them in a mature way. Even though that's true, it is humiliating. And I guess we can bring this full circle because, again, this is why I think they should never fully be trusted. Because, like, if it's in my hands to describe myself, it's not going to be right. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Nutrafol. Do you guys remember the absolute tragedy that I endured when I got that horrible haircut last year? Remember how I have literally lost sleep over how to get my hair to grow? I've tried every vitamin, every gummy, every diet change, every rinse and deep condition and witch doctor you could possibly think of to try and get my hair to grow. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if that's you, just know that you're not alone. I am also in this, in this group. And there's a solution that we can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Many users rave that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but also restored their confidence. I know better than most the beating that your confidence takes when you don't love your hair. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported that they had improved hair growth after six months, and more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support my show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BAD broadcast to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every single order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BADBROADCAST. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein. Over the past 15 years, it's been my mission to help people crack open to a spiritual connection of their own understanding. On my podcast, Dear Gabby, I offer up real-time coaching, straight talk, and guidance on stress, burnout, loss, relationships, spirituality, and everything in between. There's no small talk here. There's only big talk. Dear Gabby isn't just a podcast. It's a movement. 
People need to feel loved. They need clear guidance. And most of all, they need to know they're not alone. I've got your back, my friend. Join me every Monday for a new episode of Dear Gabby. All right, number two, my number two hate for the week, past the knee basketball shorts, felony. It is a second degree felony. You owe me $50,000 for emotional distress and you're also getting 15 to life. Unless you are Adam Sandler, I better see your knees when you're wearing basketball shorts. This goes for men and women, for my girls, gays and theys, for old people, young people, midlife crisis crowd. I don't want to see past the knee basketball shorts within a 50 mile radius of your person. All right, let's get into my third hate for the week. This is actually serious and a sharp left turn, but I hate Bob Saget. Here is a person who is not nearly canceled enough, all right, which I don't often say or even think, but I just, I really think he needs another dose of cancellation. So his whole thing, Bob Saget's whole thing was when he was playing Danny Tanner on Full House, he was actually playing this like Jekyll and Hyde role because he's so filthy and so inappropriate. But Danny Tanner is like this clean cut, super pure single dad. And he has all these interviews and podcasts and even parts in his own book where he talks about how inappropriate he was with the Olsen twins and the other girls on the show. Like a lot of people speculate that this is why Mary Kate and Ashley have such a discreet lifestyle and why they don't act and why they didn't come back to Fuller House and why they have separated themselves from Hollywood. So not only is Bob Saget responsible for our lack of holiday in the sun too, but he's also responsible for scarring and ruining the childhoods of many, many children. I would list things or like talk about the things that he said, but it's actually really upsetting. So if you want to look into it, feel free to. Uh, I will not be the one to tell you because it's not a topic I even like thinking about. So hate Bob Saget. Um, and that that about sums it up. So the only thing I love more than talking about things I hate with you guys is listening to your voicemails. So this episode, we're going to listen to some voicemails. It just feels like we're chatting. And that's my favorite thing in the world. So the prompt was pretty open for the voicemails. What are you hating? What's bothering you? Social norms you hate being broken. Celebrities that you hate. Basically, I just want to give you a place to rant. And my voicemail is prime real estate. So let's get in to our first voicemail. Hi, Maddie. My name is Nancy. I'm calling from Dallas, Texas, but I am an Idaho native. So shout out to Idaho people. Um, I want to give you a good snapshot of where I am mentally. So I'm 39 weeks with my first baby and I'm being induced tomorrow. And first of all, can we talk about how annoying it is to be like late pregnancy and every conversation you have with anybody ever starts with, oh, no baby yet? No baby? No. There's no baby yet, but like, be patient, chill. <laughs> if there's a baby, I'll tell you. We don't need to talk about it yet. But other than that, I wanted to talk about a social norm that has always just really grossed me out. But especially since the pandemic, I cannot believe people don't see what's wrong with this. Public, like, hands in mouth at all. Like, even, I even get it if you're at a restaurant and you're eating and you have something on your hands, there's a napkin there. Like, don't suck off your fingers in a public space and then just be like, oops. And like, unless you're going to go immediately wash your hands, that is something to be done at home. 
in the privacy of your own home. Anyways, that's my two cents. Stop licking your fingers in public, people. It's a freaking pandemic. But anyways, I love you. Um, I live for Mondays, and you make my day better. And I hope that your day is great. Um, love you. Bye. Hi, Nance. Thanks for calling. First of all, that's my mom's name. So I already love you more than I love most people. Second thing, I'm so sorry that you are 1,000 years pregnant. I can only imagine how horrible that must be. I have never been pregnant in any capacity, but I have seen Alien Covenant. And there's that one scene where she crawls into the lab and into the little pod and they have to take the baby alien out of her. That's kind of what I think labor is probably like. So if that's the case, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm just so sorry. And I also need to come clean about something. I did this to Meg all weekend, literally all weekend, every 15 minutes. I was like, any progress? Any movement? Any pain? Any contractions? How's your pressure? How's, how's the progress? How's your vagina? I did not stop. And I will do better because I imagine that's like the last thing you want to talk about when you are mere hours away from giving birth. And also, if there's a baby, I'm sure the people who need to know will be told. The second thing you said, or third thing, can't remember what number we're on, but people putting their fingers in their mouth. This has been gross since day one. It's still gross now. It's so much worse now that there are a thousand deadly diseases going around. Every time I see somebody biting their nails on public transportation, I want to be like, why don't you just take your finger and put it directly into the beehole of the person next to you? That would be less germs. This is why I cannot have long nails. I try all the time to do acrylic nails because I think they're so sexy and I love them on other people. And every time I sit and obsess about how many germs could be clinging to my nail right now. There's so much surface area. Even right now, like if I can see any white at the top of my nail, I just, I think it's so gross. So I always clip them. And every time I clip them, you know what? Every time I clip them, there's like dirt under them. I don't know why. I don't do anything. I never leave my house. I, I don't garden. Why is there always dirt under my nails? Anyway, philosophical questions for another day. The point of this message is just to tell you to please never let your fingers into your own mouth or the mouth of anybody else while in public. Thank you. Hey, Maddie. It's Bryn. I have been listening to your show from the beginning, so I'm an OG here, but I was going to tell you something that really bugs me. So fantasy football season is coming up, right? And I don't know if you're into that type of thing, but I'm, I'm not. My whole family loves sports. And it's totally cool for them to love that. But what bugs me is that I super love like pop culture and these podcasts that talk about like deep dives into Twilight. Like I listen to Kate Kennedy's podcast all the time as well. I kind of get made fun of for it. So I guess what bugs me is that we value like typically masculine hobbies over feminine all the time and I feel like feminine hobbies usually lie more with like making us all look better like which is not bad like you can get into makeup and hair and all that stuff but why can't we just like a hobby because you know it doesn't do anything like just like a hobby like listening about you know celebrity couples I don't know it it feels the same to me as watching a bunch of men play football so that's it hope that made sense and love your podcast Bye.
Rin, hi, love you, first of all. It kind of sounded like you were going to cry, which worries me because if you're crying, then I'm going to need to talk to some people, okay? Because this is absolutely an issue. And I feel like the argument that I always hear from guys is, well, football is just like harder to understand. So it's like more of a hobby because you spend more time like understanding it. And you got to like know what people play for what team. Okay, then tell me how Zoe Kravitz and Jason Momoa are related. Tell me. Tell me how they're connected. Tell me who Kate Hudson's stepbrother is. Why don't you tell me some of the movies that he's in? Why don't you tell me who Jake Gyllenhaal's godmother is? Tell me who Jake Gyllenhaal is a godfather too. You couldn't tell me that. That is a thousand times more complicated than memorizing a football team. I hate when people try to make pop culture into like a lame pastime or when they're like, well, that can't be your hobby. Sports are pop culture. It's just one section of it. I have to know all of the major athletes that are circulating e-news right now. I got to know where Devin Booker and Tristan Thompson are going to be traded to because that's going to affect a lot about upcoming storylines on the Kardashians' Instagrams. I got to know what A-Rod's up to. I got to look into these things. I bet everybody who's into fantasy sports could name every athlete and their stats and all of that. You know what I can name? Their dating history, their sexual history. Who have they cheated on? Have they filed bankruptcy? That is way more effort. It's also way more fun because let's not even get into the world's worst male-centric hobby. Golf. Oh, golf. Can you even believe people have been tricked into playing golf all these years and they have the audacity to make fun of the fact that we like to watch makeup tutorials? I get what she's saying too. I feel like she kind of got nervous when she was explaining it in her voicemail, but she's saying that most of the hobbies that men like acknowledge are hair and makeup, which are great hobbies to have, but there's a lot of other hobbies that are just as interesting as theirs that don't focus around sports. Also, I'm about to say something that maybe, maybe I shouldn't say. I don't know, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like sometimes men are a little homophobic, but then they like watch a lot of sports and like talk about Tom Brady a lot. And it feels like they're like a little bit into him. Like, I'm like, how are you so homophobic, but you're still talking about like Tom Brady's triceps? Like, it seems like maybe you're, you're trying to cover something up because you're talking a lot about the male physique. I just, I'm just putting that out there. I uh, take, take from that what you will. Honestly, I don't know if I should keep that in, but I just, I'm, I'll just put it out there. See if anybody agrees with me. So yes, your hobbies, whatever they may be, if they are around pop culture, if they're about baking, if they're about TikTok trends they are cool. Nothing is worse than people asking you your hobbies just in general. That first day of school, people are like, what do you like to do? I've been saying I like to read. What a big fat lie. I hate reading. You always just have to make something up because people will make fun of you for your hobbies. But pop culture is a cool hobby and anything else you like to do is cool. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. What is interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Because BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, and it's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, which is just unheard of for therapy. It is typically so hard to get in and get started, and BetterHelp just speeds up the process so much. So This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. 
You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can find the particular expertise that you need online and you don't have to limit yourself to the counselors located just in your area. BetterHelp offers you licensed professional counselors who are specialized in any area that you could need help in. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, self-esteem, grief, and anything you share is completely confidential. It is convenient, professional, and affordable. You guys know my number one hope for you is that you live a happy, healthy, hot life. So as a listener of The Bad Broadcast, you will get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash bad. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad. All right, on to the next one. Hi, Maddie. This is Jane from Indiana. Just wanted to say that I love the podcast and I love listening to you while I'm at work. Mostly, I just want to tell you about a hate. We went to the movies last weekend and the movie was going fine. And then about 45 minutes left, these adults in our theater started running up and down the stairs at the movie theater, jumping up, trying to put their hand in front of the projector to make bunny ears. One girl legit started mooing and then they left when the movie had about five minutes and they went outside and lit a bucket of popcorn on fire. And so my thing is, I hate when people have forgotten how to act in public post COVID. And I hate when people make unnecessary work for workers in any kind of like entertainment or food industry. So anyways, that's my hate for the week and love you. Bye. Hi. Hello, Jane from Indiana. First of all, I really hope that you go by Indiana Janes because I feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity if you don't go by that. All right, Jane took us on a a wild ride with this voicemail. She went to the movies. They were making hand puppets in front of the projector, running up and down the stairs, mooing, and then lit a bucket of popcorn on fire. So this is why movies will never recover. Honestly, I I don't think that they will ever bounce back from being closed for the last year. And I say that actually as a real sadness in my life because I love nothing more than going to a movie. I love movie theater popcorn. I would sooner give up oxygen before I gave up movie theater popcorn. I love it so much. It used to be my favorite thing in the entire world. Then when things started coming out on the same day, just on Apple TV or on HBO or whatever, then you could just like stay home and watch it and like not have to interact with people. I mean, it's hard to beat that. Even though going to a movie is fun, the harsh reality of having to see other people in public is reason enough to stay home. But I also liked what Jane said about creating unnecessary work for like the service industry or the food industry. One of the grossest, most annoying things that people can do, in my opinion, is like make a mess with their food after they're done eating. Like either mix it together or like put stuff on annoying plates or like wipe the like I find it to be so gross and also so annoying. As somebody who has cleared off a lot of tables when working as a waitress or a barista or whatever, every time I saw somebody like pour their drink on their plate and like start swirling it around, first of all, I want to dry heave at the thought. And then just cleaning it up is the most annoying thing ever. I don't know how it is 2021 and people don't think about people who work at these places anymore. 
Like how, how have we not gotten to the point where people are considerate? Is it a generational thing? Because I do feel like millennials, I know I talk up my own generation a lot, but who can blame me? It, it's my, it's my, it's my tribe. Um, <laughs> but I feel like millennials are better at being nice to the service industry. I feel like there used to be like a thought of, well, they chose to work here. Like they can do the job. No, it sucks. Work sucks. <laughs> like there's no getting around it. People don't work at the movie theater because they have a passion for it. Okay. You don't have to treat them horribly because they're working their dream job. It's so backwards. So I do think we're getting better at that. But yeah, the mooing, the mooing, the popcorn on fire. Honestly, the sprinting up and stairs, up and down the stairs is what really gets me. We have left movies before for far less. <laughs> far less. Somebody will like cross their legs too quickly and I'll be like, I'm out of here. I'm not staying for this. Anyway, could not agree more with you, Indiana Janes. Thank you for calling. Let's get to the next one. Hey. Oh, you're so, you're so cute. Hi, Maddie. My name is Julie. I live in Texas, uh, Fort Worth to be exact. <clears throat> oh no, I got nervous. Why, why am I nervous? I'm speaking to voice now. Okay. <sighs> this is a very serious topic. Do you or do you not sleep naked? I only ask because (laughs) I'm not really curious to know. But I saw something really strange the other day on TikTok. Some guy said that if you sleep naked, it's better that you sleep with at least underwear, at very least underwear. I don't know if this is controversial. I know that underwear under legging is controversial, controversial on your page, but... Wearing underwear to bed is important because 50-something percent of flatulence happens at night while you sleep. And when you flatulate, I don't know if that's a word, but when you fart, it releases tiny particles of fecal matter, which is absolutely disgusting, (laughs) but it makes sense. But if you sleep naked and that's happening, then that's in your, that's gross. Mm, Okay, I don't want to think about that. But that's disgusting. That is also disappointing because I can tell you all the times that I've just, oh, it's so hot in Texas and all you just want to do is strip down and sleep buck naked and you can't apparently unless you want fecal matter particles in your bed. But anyway, your podcast is the one and only I listen to. So keep it up and I look forward to hearing for you next week. All right, Julie. Hi. I don't know if you I don't know if you took your Adderall this morning. I don't know if you missed your Adderall this morning. I don't know what energy you just delivered, but I appreciate it more than you even know. So let me just go ahead and answer your first question. You asked me if I sleep naked. Here's the thing. There's too many overlapping body parts on my person. All right. My if I didn't wear anything, my boobs would stick to my stomach, my thighs would stick together, my arms would stick to my sides. There's just there's already a lot of skin to skin contact where I don't want it. So when I'm sleeping, I have to have something on. I usually sleep in like a pajama short, if you will, like the ones at Target that are just really soft material and like hardly any elastic. And then a big t-shirt. But I have been known to cut the neckline out of t-shirts because they're just, they're too tight. So I need absolutely no, I don't want to feel the clothes that I have on, but I need to know that I have clothes on. I have never considered the amount of fecal matter that could be floating around if you didn't have pants to stop the wind. If that's not reason enough to wear pants or underwear to bed, 
let me clue you into one of my irrational fears. Either you have this fear or I'm about to tell you a new fear that you have. I am convinced every single night that the FBI is going to show up at my door. Every single night. I don't know why, but I obsessively think about it when I'm going to sleep. And I am legitimately scared to sleep naked because I think, well, tonight when the FBI shows up, not only are they going to arrest me, but I'm going to have to be arrested while naked. I couldn't tell you why this happens to me. This is why that story about my neighbor getting like raided by the police or whoever it was scared me so bad because what could possibly be scarier than hearing like open up police and then having somebody slam your door down? I don't know. It just sounds horrifying. It really motivates me to never commit a crime. All right, Julie, I love you. I'm a little worried about you, but I love you. Thank you for calling. Let's go to the next one. What's up, Maddie? It's Jessica from Ogden. Me and my husband listen to you religiously. Well, I just have to vent about being a woman. I just had a guy approach me in my car. And when is that going to stop happening? When do we have to stop being scared to be alone? When can we like run on trails with headphones again? Like, what's the deal, guys? Can you get it together so we can like live normal lives and not walk around scared and like have a knife in our pocket and our alarm system and our pepper spray? What What is it? Can we just get a little help here, please? Sincerely, all women. Thanks. Jessica, hi. Can I call you Jess? Okay, Jess, me and Matt talked about this like two days ago because I went on a full rampage about it because I feel scared basically 100% of the time. Uh, any parking lot, any parking lot I'm scared. doesn't matter the time of day. Any parking garage, I'm scared of that. I'm scared any time after 5 p.m. Like once there's just a little bit less light, I'm scared. If I have to walk anywhere by myself, if I have to basically do anything by myself, I'm terrified. And the reason we got on this topic is because we were at a park a couple morning, a couple days ago in the morning, and I have a huge crack in my windshield right now. And Matt like was pointing at it. But so it looks like he's like pointing outside of the car because he's pointing at the windshield. And there was like a girl's track team practicing at the park. And I was like, put your hand down because now it looks like you're pointing at them. And he was like, why would I think or why would they think I was pointing at them? I'm like, because you're a dude sitting in a car. What more what more explanation do you want? And he was like, he was so confused why that in and of itself was so scary. I guess it's less scary because I'm in the car with him. But he was like, should I not sit in my car? I'm like, no, you should not sit in your car. I hate when I go or like when I drive up to a parking lot or whatever, and there's a guy sitting in his car. I'm sorry, what are you plotting? What do you know that I don't? I I hate it. And I always, always feel unsafe. And I don't think that most guys get that. I think that they either think we're being dramatic or we're trying to like prove a point, but it really is all the time. And I don't know when or if that will ever go away. You just have to like take precautions and be aware of your surroundings. But even then, even then, you never know. You never know. And yeah, I don't do anything by myself at night. And if you do things by yourself at night, please make sure all of your friends have your location or you have like pepper spray or a knife or something (laughs) because I feel like women in this capacity, have to take care of each other. Like if you go out with your friends, I hear all these stories about like groups of girls going out and then one of their friends like wants to stay at the bar so they leave her there alone. Like, no, you stick together as a group. You always do things. Don't let people go to the... I know I I sound like a paranoid mom, but 
like don't go to the bathroom alone. Like, especially if you've been drinking, especially if you're with people you don't know, like you gotta, you gotta do that. And every, every guy thinks it's dramatic, but it's absolutely not. The fear is real. So Jess, I don't know when we're gonna, when we're gonna not have to feel that way because it's been 30 years on this planet and every year gets scarier. So I guess we've only got each other. All right, let's go on to the next one. Hi, Maddie. It's Victoria from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Lately, I've just been getting pissed off by the question, so what's new with you? Like, Like, where do you want me to start? First off, my life is boring, so nothing is new with me, but like, like, what do you, what do you want me to say? Like, uh, I don't know. It's like, if that is your first question, like we shouldn't be close enough to be talking. You know what I mean? Anyways, if you ever meet me, don't ask me that question. Bye. Victoria, I'm so happy that you chose me to rage too. It does take a special friendship to be able to talk shit together. Like any, any acquaintances can talk about happy things or positive things or celebrate things, but it takes real friends to vent and to just be able to rage without judgment. That's what I need in a friendship. You know what I don't need? Somebody to tell me to look on the bright side. So I'm not going to tell you that. Don't worry. I completely agree. Also, like I'm an adult, so things really can't change that much. Like it's one thing to ask like a 10-year-old, like, oh, what's new in your life? Because they've probably experienced 400 new things in the last year. But like, not me. Like I'm basically doing the same thing that I was doing a year ago. If not less. But I'm going to tell you guys a secret, my small talk secret, because I don't like small talk at all. But I do have a little trick. And this is maybe I shouldn't. No, I'll disclose it. Oh, it's fine. If I say it to you in real life at some point, just know that I'm doing my best. Um, (laughs) I always ask people, I'm like, wait, you guys just went on a, you guys just went somewhere. You just went on a trip or something. Because 100% of the time, they went somewhere. And I know it doesn't seem like this will work, but try it. Because even if they didn't go somewhere, they'll be like, oh no. Like if you saw them, if you follow them on Instagram or whatever, and you're like, oh, I saw you went somewhere. They're like, "Mm, no, we just went to, oh, we were at a cabin that that one weekend. And then you're like, oh, that's what I saw. Tell me about it. Like they always come up with something. They fill in the blanks for you. It's not like, oh, they went on a trip. It's like, oh, did you think that we were somewhere? Because you follow me on Instagram and you're interested in my life. It is the best hack. And again, if I say that to you in real life, it's just, it's always what I go to because I think that people expect me to be less awkward than I am because I talk for a living and I talk to strangers a lot, but I do get, I do get very awkward. So I try to have things just right in my back pocket to whip out when things start getting tense. But yeah, it goes right along with like, what are your hobbies? No. Why don't you just ask me about my childhood trauma? Tell me about your parents' divorce. All right, let's really get into it with each other. So Victoria, fully on board with this. Thank you for calling and bringing this to our attention. All right, let's go on to the next one. Hi, Maddie. This is Mackenzie. I'm calling from Texas. Um, I'm just calling because this is a safe space for healthy negativity. And I, when I went to some back-to-school shopping, I just, you know... I struggled because I'm a X size in one store, X size in another, Y size at Zara, and I actually bought a pair of jeans from Zara, and it was the biggest size they sold, and it didn't fit. And I just needed a place to rent, 
events <laughs> rant event together i just need a place to vent but that is so stupid it just makes me so mad like why on earth is the biggest size any sort of carries a tent that's a baby that a tent that is so skinny i'm also a tall gal so i wanted to hear your thoughts about that they were such cute jeans i wanted them to fit so bad but i guess when you're six feet tall you can't look cute anymore that's why i can still look cute but you know what i mean anywho thanks so much love you Bye. Mackenzie, my love. Hi. I picked this voicemail because I feel it to my very core. I actually got heartburn when I listened to it because my body reacts to this topic. I feel like the biggest fights my mom and I ever got in were when we were school shopping for me as a teenager. And I couldn't ever figure out why I was in such a bad mood every time we went shopping. I couldn't tell her, but I was just full of rage. And I just took it out of my mom because I thought that we were mad at each other. Little did I know I was mad at modern day sizing. It is the worst thing ever. So let's talk about Zara for a few minutes, okay? Because Zara needs to get it together on so many levels. If the sizing at Zara isn't enough to ruin your life, take a look at their app. Their app is one of the hardest apps to use. Now let's talk about the models that they use. Their models are always like mid cartwheel or backbend or like a squat up against the wall with their back turned. They're always doing some ridiculous pose that makes it nigh impossible to see what the clothes even are. If you're looking for a place to really, really crush your spirit as quickly as possible, make sure you go to Zara. Here is something I learned also because you guys know I've been trying to buy things secondhand lately, be a little bit more conscious of what I'm buying. And I learned a very fun fact. I think Lucy told me. I feel like Lucy told me. She learned this when she was in fashion school. Fast fashion, so basically everywhere everybody shops, H&M, Zara, Forever 21, Madewell, Urban Outfitters, all of those places, they make things that will lose their shape and not fit you quickly, like after one wash or one wear because then you'll be more inclined to come buy more. They don't want you to buy something that's going to fit you forever. They don't even want you to buy something that's going to fit you for an extended period of time, because then you won't need to buy another one. Like I used to swear by the H&M black t-shirts and I'd be like, I will, I buy these all the time. I buy a new one every two weeks. And then I'd be like, I buy a new one every two weeks. Why do I have to do that? Oh yeah, because after one wash, it doesn't fit anymore. And it worked. And I would go buy another one. And then I would be like, they're the best t-shirts ever. That's why I have 10. No, I own 10 because nine of them don't fit. And the one that fits, I bought three hours ago. So basically we were all hustled into buying these clothes. So yeah, I kind of feel like stores should be separated by size. Wait, is that a really good idea? I can't tell. I can't tell if that's a really good idea or a really dumb idea. But I feel like if I could just walk into a store and or walk into a room and every store at the mall had put like their extra larges in that room. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the ease of shopping? You would never walk into a store and not be able to find your size. If I ever write a book, that's going to be the title. Couldn't find my size. The life and times of Maddie Murphy. All right. Thank you so much for calling. Let's get on to our next voicemail. Hey Maddie, it's Meg from Philly. Um, I wanted to just give you my hate for the week. I don't really have a love. My hate is when you go on like a solo trip by yourself and then you tell people about it and they give you that look that's like, oh, you went on a solo trip? And I just really want to say yes. Yes, I did. 
I'm a strong, independent woman, and sometimes I like to go on trips by myself. So don't give me any judgment. Thanks. Bye. Meg, I don't think I have ever been more jealous of any person in my entire life. I have this this full fantasy of going on a trip by myself. And Matt knows that. Matt has it too. We both want to go on trips alone. We love each other. We like traveling together. But how pristine does a solo trip sound? I just want to eat, pray, love my way around. I don't even know where. I would I would do it anywhere as long as I was by myself. Probably want to be eat, pray, love. It would probably be more like eat, chafe, sleep. I feel like those are usually the three things that I do while on vacation. So yes, I fully support this. Uh, my only concern is about your safety. So please make sure you have like eight tracking devices on you and a weapon or two because I, I would love it if you stayed alive during all of these escapades. So I'm here for it. I love it. I love that for you. Uh, I think we have time for one more voicemail. Let's get to it. Hey, Maddie, this is Brandy from Utah. I wanted to share a hate, but also ask some advice if you have any. So I just wanted to say that I absolutely hate road trips. Me and my husband, we are not road trippers. I, it just gets so hot and stuffy in the car and we feel trapped. And you can only listen to your favorite 10 songs so many times till you go insane or play 20 questions until you just want to murder each other. So don't know if I'm the only one, but I think that like our max for road trips is probably three to four hours, maybe less because any more than that and we lose it, I think even three to four hours is a lot. So first of all, are you a road tripper? And second of all, if you are a road tripper, what are your tips for staying sane? Because I absolutely hate it. Anyways, love the podcast. Thanks. Bye. I do have one piece of advice that pertains to road tripping that makes it like way better. And it's don't go on them. Don't even consider them. You know what really, really messed up my perspective? Crossroads with Britney Spears and also getting there with Mary-Kate and Ashley. I really thought that driving was going to be much more fun. Does anybody else hate driving? I am in a constant panic anytime I get behind the wheel. We're just trusted with like huge machines to drive next to each other. I don't think so. I do not think so. I also used to think that road tripping was like way cheaper. Uh, have you guys filled your tanks up recently? I drive basically something the size of a golf cart and it's $85 to fill up. So no, it's not saving any money. When you said three to four hours, I was like, yeah, I could probably do do three to four hours. But if I had an incurable disease and the cure was five hours away by car, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. However, there is one part of road tripping that I do genuinely enjoy, and it's the prep. What is more fun than packing up the car the night before, stopping at the gas station early in the morning to get your gas station order, my gas station order, because I know you guys will ask, is Funyuns, a Kit Kat, and Diet Mountain Dew. Do I ever eat those things aside from that instance? Yeah, actually, I was going to say I don't get those, but I do. I am a trash person. I do eat those things. And you get your blanket and your pillow all set up in the backseat. You think it's going to be a good time. They really fool you because then you get like three hours in. It hits 1 p.m. You're hot. It's stuffy. You're breathing fart air. And you're like, Actually, getting hit by a car sounds more fun than sitting in this car for five more seconds. So yeah, I avoid road trips at all costs. And I feel like the majority of us are going to be on that same page because if I know anything about this audience, it's that we hate inconvenience and getting sweaty. All right, besties, I think that's where we wrap it up. 
Thank you so much to everybody who called. I cannot even express to you the joy I feel to hear your weird little voices. I love it so much. Thank you so much for being here. You guys make this job and my life just so, so unbelievably fun. And I'm so glad that we're best friends. All right. uh, If I may peer pressure you to scroll down on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. My career depends on it. No big deal. And I just wanted to read you guys like one of my favorite reviews I've ever gotten. Um, It's from Heather Rena. And she says, three stars. Used to be better. (laughs) Honestly, if I was ranking my mental capacity, I would give myself the same rating. Three stars. Used to be better. Um, Remember to post on social media. Tag me. DM me. My DMs are always open. And guys, I'm working on getting to all of them, but it's really hard. So just be patient with me. Uh, But either way, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I will see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind. Be hot. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.